Noi mai, haere mai, ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman with you now. Just as we've gone to where we've heard confirmation that the RNZ transmitters in Whangarei are back. Now we give you the latest on Cyclone Gabrielle at uh, just after 4pm this afternoon. The biggest weather event in recent times, said Prime Minister Chris Hipkins. Extremely intense night last night for many around the country and into today. And this afternoon, as we've been doing all afternoon and morning, I really want to hear from you. How is this cyclone impacting you? As I said yesterday, you can be our eyes and ears uh, for us and for others this afternoon. So do text me uh, 2101. Here's one just coming through. In Hawke's Bay, we don't have access to the internet, so the instruction to follow directions and updates on the Civil Defence website is not possible. So that's a text 2101. You can uh, email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Also, around 225,000 people around uh, uh, the country are without power. Uh, Energy Minister Megan Woods estimates. Uh, so we discuss communication or lack of today. And anything to brighten us up today, it is Valentine's Day, Feb 14. And I want you also to give a shout out to your loved one this afternoon. Got to have something bright today. So text me 2101, a dedication to your love past or present. With me this afternoon, Professor Ella Henry, Director of Māori Advancement at AUT Business School. Professor Henry, kia ora, good to have you here. Kia ora, Wallace. It's lovely to be here, albeit in this terrible weather. I know, cycle. indeed. Yes, indeed, kia ora. And Mark Sainsbury, broadcaster, MC, former political editor for, editor for TVNZ. Mark, welcome. Kia ora, Wallace. Kia ora, Alia. Right, very good. Now, Cyclone Gabriel has been lashing the North Island with widespread flooding, power outages, slips and other damage across the Motu. There are more than 200,000 people without power throughout the country. And we'll continue to update you throughout the show with news as it comes to hand, including from officials in Hawke's Bay that soon. But first, we are going to Auckland. About 80 roads are either partially or fully closed in areas such as Piha, Murawai, Karekare, remain cut off. Vector says people living in rural Auckland can expect several more days without power as the repair efforts are hindered by bad weather and access issues. So with us uh, this afternoon on the panel, Auckland Mayor Wayne Brown joining us. Wayne, kia ora. Kia ora. How does this damage compare to that we saw a couple of weeks ago? Oh, it's quite different, really. Two weeks ago, we just had rain. This time, we've had wind and uh, on soggy ground, and so poles and trees have been flipping over, uh, plus some of the already unstable cliffs and uh, slopes have let go with additional water added to them. Um, that's probably the main thing. And we've had a continuation of road problems because our road, particularly our rural ones and the ones out to the west coast, have a lot of unretained cuts on them, and unretained cuts behave like cliffs. Yeah. So it's more widespread impact this time, and the power outages is the thing that wasn't there before. Absolutely, and we'll be discussing that after four, actually. So what do residents need to know today? Any update in this afternoon into the evening? Any update with those areas cut off? 
Well, um, they, they should. Some of the ones in rural areas should be prepared for several days without power, sadly say. And um, we've, we've some are restored fairly quickly, particularly the urban areas, because in the urban areas there's quite a uh, the um, network has a lot of redundancy. But in the, in the rural areas, there's generally one line. So if that line goes out, there isn't an alternative than the Lincoln, so they've got to fix this. Plus, in the rural areas, there often the roads out as well. Uh, and and the, last night, the, the western suburbs bore the brunt of it. And I felt pretty sorry for those people out there, but we had mm. Pilar and Piha rather, and um, uh, Kerry Kerry are cut off from the road failing. And uh, while the conditions are tough, the damage is complex in many areas. So yeah. we've got as many crews as we're possible out there working, a team of com- uh, committed people. The, the, what happened in Muriel is very sad. And uh, no, there were 300 people moved in the dead of night, which must have been a dreadful experience for them. And we had the um, horror of a an accident involving the foreign agency people. Indeed, Wayne. And look, uh, we've got a pan with us. If you don't mind, they might sort of um, jump in with a question or so. But um, Mayor Wayne Brown, I guess people, don't they want to look to you? In these difficult times, as the leader in times of crisis, people are tired, they're upset, they're anxious. What words of comfort do you have for people in Auckland today that, you know, everything's going to be okay? Well, I suppose the main thing is that we've acknowledged their distress and their uh, disturbance. I've been out visiting a lot of the um, streams and waterways because you've got to look at them when they're full if you're going to learn lessons. And my background as an engineer is such that I'm thinking ahead already to the repair. Uh, we're all working in this together, but this afternoon I went up with um, leaders from the Mangere community um, area and the local board, and we've been looking at what lessons can we learn because there's no point in us just fixing things and repeating this again so that the same people get hit once more. We have to, we've had lots of floods in Auckland over the last few years, lots of reports about it. Not like Very this one. It's actually done, been done to actually prevent these things repeating themselves. And yes, so, so the conversation um, now is, Mayor, on how Auckland needs to adapt and change for the future and soon. And I guess people are wondering and texting us, how will you, Mayor Brown, initiate that? Well, fortunately, my background is in construction and engineering. But you're, and, the, uh, you're, you're and, the mayor. Yeah, I am the mayor, but having a mayor who's technically competent when, in the things of uh, infrastructure failures, which we've had, uh, you know, I have fixed power um, outages in the, in the past in Auckland. I've been out amongst, with amongst the building inspectors and the drainage guys looking at what the problems are and making sure this time that we do something about them. We don't just repeat them. All right. Hey, let's stay there, Wayne. Kira, Kira let's, Brown, let's bring can in I Ella. ask something? Yeah. Yes, yeah, sorry, Kia Brown. I'm really interested, and in, I know the council is committed to do, uh, supporting further development. We have a severe housing shortage, but it's very clear to those of us living in Waitakere and West Auckland that some of the development of the last few years is actually in floodplains. So how do we protect those people living in those whole suburbs that may be uninhabitable in the future and also stem building in areas that are equally vulnerable? 
Well, that's a very good question, and that's one of the ones that I've been debating this afternoon with the leader of the uh, Mangere, um Council out there. Uh, that we have um, various well-intended groups, Kaingora, that are building fast, but there's no sense building fast if they're going to knock in at the same time and improve the stormwater infrastructure at the same time. We have a situation where um, the, the poorer people are being um, forced to live in areas which are generally near floodplains. We've had, I mean, as long ago as 2014, there was a major report pointing out that we had 8,000 houses in, in floodplains, and it doesn't seem as though we've done something about that. Uh, and whilst, whilst it's a good time right now to be thinking about this because we don't actually have growth in Auckland, there's a period coming up where with little growth we can actually work on getting the infrastructure to catch up. We had far too much growth and not enough infrastructure going in, and we had people pouring in houses in places which were not sensible to put them. So to Ella's point, uh, Wayne, might there be a case where some areas you could say, OK, um, that cannot be built on, or in fact, some areas might have to undergo what we call managed retreat? Well, there's, there's a bit about that. Um, quite a lot of... One of the things that council has had to do is to reassert its supremacy in making decisions about things. I've been out yesterday and today in the rain with two major drainage things we were looking at where there's been good open drains put put through, but the road is impeding the um, the full function of those drains. And uh, so, and the drainage engineers are realising that the road should be low at that part so that when the bridge underneath gets full, the water pours over the road. The roading engineers have been overruling them and lifting the road, which is causing the, the flood to go in the wrong directions in the people's houses. There's that sort of nonsense is going on. It's been allowed to go on because there are just too many cooks spoiling the broth. There are, um, when, when you go out to do anything here, somebody arrives from the council, somebody arrives from water care, somebody arrives from um, Auckland Transport. Um, it's just not working. We have to have better control overall so that the right thing is done, not just the right thing for the particular person who's got the strongest personality because they're in Auckland Transport or something or other like that. So All right. um, there are a lot of lessons to be learned, and I am determined that we learn them, and they're going to be uncomfortable for some people. But this is my background. and so. Um, okay. Wayne, uh, Mark's got a question. Mark. Yeah, yeah, Wayne, I was interested to hear you say you're looking at these areas, the floodplains, where maybe people shouldn't have built. They tend to be poorer people there. Is this, are we sort of putting you know, the people who are less privileged into, into worse environments? Is this, or is it just well, simply it's cheaper a, to buy in a floodplain area? But it is a generalisation yeah. that, that is realistic. I mean, there's a lot of people still out in the... Um, I've just been out um, at the Mangere, um, uh This centre where the people are coming and there's a lot of people in there who have lost house, household stuff and, and are insured. There's not so many in the other areas. Well, to be kind of brutally um, uh, simplistic about it, the damage has been kind of rich people living on cliffs and poor people living in valleys and and we we need to think particularly about the, the poorer people because they, they kind of go where, it, where they're left to go or where they're um, Put Kaingaora, for instance, has done on the North Shore. They've done some of their intensifications where they've actually done the drainage work. And Mangere, they've put some of the ones in there where they haven't got round to doing the drainage work. 
The drainage work is more important before you build the house rather than building the houses yeah. just to say we've done it for well, the house. Mayor Wayne Brown, many uh, uh, texting and saying that we look forward to uh, those words being you know, met with actions uh, in your time. For now, though, thank you for being with us well, uh, on the panel. Put the actions in there. Don't worry about that. That's what I'm elected for. Thanks very much. Cheers. All right. That's uh, Wayne Brown there. Uh, and well, let's get into uh, I've been thinking, by the way, keep your feedback coming and also um, how are you being affected by the cyclone, not just in Tamaki Makoto, of course, around the country, Tarafati, Hawke's Spain, North and Coromandel, many areas. Um, uh, well, Ella Henry. Kia ora. Uh, so I've been thinking, I'm very fortunate to live in a multi-generational household with my daughters and my mokopuna, and this whole last few weeks, the flooding and now the cyclone has really made it apparent how important it is to be together, to be able to work together, to plan and organise whether we have enough food, what security, what risk we have. And I wish and I hope that for everyone else, but I know it must be absolutely awful for those who are separated from their whānau. So my thoughts and my best wishes go out to all of you who are struggling alone or without your whānau around you because it's whānau that keeps you strong. Mm. Kia ora. Uh, Mark Sainsbury. Yeah, I've been thinking while it's about important parts of your lives as well, and Al is right, that this has brought whānau closer together. There are other family and wider family members, though, that I'm concerned about through all of this, and these are our pets. Now, how heartening it has been to see footage of people wading through floodwater, carrying the things that are important to them, and that included their dogs and cats and birds. In this situation, it is so difficult for us to imagine what it's like for animals who rely on us so much for safety, security and survival. So I take my hats off to SPCA, the Animal Rescue People, the volunteers out there making sure families can bring everyone with them, two legs or four, and especially those thanks to those volunteers who have seen, which we hope is not, but possibly the terrible cost paid by one in Murawai uh, yeah. last night. And it's a reminder, these people risk their lives for us every day. No, oh, kia ora both. Thank you very much. Um, Dave says regarding Valentine's Day shout-outs, Sally, I loved you then when I found you in 1965, and I love you still. I always have, and I always will. You're on the panel, RNZ National.